Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. When is it time to call dad? <laughs> yeah. You know the old saying, dad's garage open 24 hours? Well, when in your life did your first call go to dad? We want to hear from you today on the show. It's our listeners that make the show. 866 is the number to call. 866-348-7884. Or for the digitally gifted, 866-34-TRUTH. Really, we'd love to hear your story. Maybe you got a flat tire, your oil light was flashing, you were stuck in the snow. Who did you call on first, and how did they come through? Your story could encourage lots of folks this morning. So call us with yours, 866-348-7884. To get us kicked off this morning, we have some missionaries from Africa, actually, with a very unique story, so to speak. How do your kids... Call Dad when Dad is in Africa and there's a six-hour time difference. We have Mike Van Bruggen with us. Mike, tell us your story. How? When was the time your kids called Dad? Hi, Robbie. Yeah, uh, we serve in Johannesburg, South Africa, and uh, there's a like as you said, there's a six-hour time difference. And one morning, uh, when in Africa, uh, I just woke up at an odd time, just a really early time in the morning, and I just checked my phone, and my son was on there texting me from somewhere between Michigan and West Virginia, where he goes to college. He was coming back after a school break, and uh, while he was driving, the car just started acting up. He had some kind of an electrical issue, and the headlights would go off, and then they would come back on, and the, the whole dash lights would go off, and they would come back on, and the car was just not running right and acting strange. And uh, so when I saw the text, he was he was texting me saying, please be there, please be there, I don't know what to do. When I saw the text, I started texting him back, you know, and being in Africa, I really couldn't do anything for him other than try and comfort him and pray about the situation. And so uh, in, in texting fashion, we did pray about the situation, and he calmed down quite a bit, and the car rested for a little while, and I just told him, you know, start the car back up and tell me what it's doing now. And uh, he, he started the car back up, and uh, and it was fine. And uh, his lights were on, and everything was acting okay. So he he got back on the road and went the rest of the way to the to the college. Uh, but uh, it was quite a turmoil for him, you know, with us being so far away and then and the time difference. Um, we're just thankful that uh, you know that I woke up there. I don't think that I just woke up. I think God woke me up and caused me to look at my text, but. Um, how encouraging, really, uh, yeah. yeah, God's provision was incredible there. How encouraging was that for you, Mike, that your son's first, <laughs> even though you're in Africa, he still had that, I got to call my dad, be there, be there. Yeah, I, I th- exactly. I think that's, I you know, that's, a, yes, that's a big key to the whole situation. So, but there was another incident and we want to, we want to hear about that. Yeah, there's another time uh, when our same son, and this time his sister was with him. They were going back to uh, college from Michigan to West Virginia, 
this actually happened after the Christmas break um, this last year. So it was January, early January sometime, and they were going to drive back uh, to West Virginia, and um, they were carrying a couple other students with them to share the gas um, costs and different things like that. And uh, right where they were in Michigan, the roads were okay. Everybody knew there was kind of a storm around, but uh, the roads seemed okay, and they were going to drive. And uh, for us in Africa, this was about 10 or 11 o'clock at night when they were going to leave. And so uh, they took off, and then uh, they got a hold of us through texting again. You know, wow, Mom and Dad, these roads are really bad. Uh, we don't know if we should go on or if we should stop somewhere. So uh, my wife was able to get online in Africa and check all the weather reports, check the uh, radar website and the different uh, weather service reports and things, and we were able to uh, coach them through the drive, looking for the roads that were in better shape, uh, looking for the areas and the counties that were not closed down and having them drive through those. And uh, we were up till maybe 4 in the morning helping them do that, but we were able to, uh, using the Internet in South Africa and text messaging back and forth through our phones, we were able to help them through the snowstorm uh, to get them back to the college on time. I think they were actually only about an hour late when they got there. <laughs> that is so, so miraculous. And, and <laughs> it, 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 you know, just think how our Heavenly Father, he has way better technology than that. Um, yeah, he does. Sometimes we reach out and um, and he gives us the exact coordinates off of his <laughs> internet, however that works. And, and that is such a wonderful story. And I'm... So glad you have that relationship. You know, it's difficult uh, being a missionary to go to Africa, leave your kids in the United States, and, and yet when they need you, they can still text you. Yeah, we're very thankful for modern technology. Uh, the old-time missionaries that left uh, and went six months on a boat and maybe sent a letter back every so many years, uh, those, those were true pioneer missionaries. And what we do is uh, just not as doesn't seem as, as difficult as that to me, but uh, we are very thankful for the modern technology that we have. That is so cool, Mike. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in, and God bless your ministry there in Johannesburg. And, yes, uh, thank you very much. We thank what you're doing. We appreciate it. God bless you. All right, what might be your story? We would love to hear how that played out in your life when you called Dad, or maybe you were the dad that got the call. Or maybe you called on your Heavenly Father. He came through. We'd love to hear your story. 866-348-7884. Especially, I guess, if you, if you called on the Heavenly Father, he came through, gave you coordinates through the snowstorm, or maybe your check engine light was flashing, whatever the situation may be, we would love to hear from you. It's those stories that really encourage everybody on how God comes through for us. 866 348 Seven eight eight four. Then at the end of the show, in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure. Cry out for discernment. Lift up our voice for understanding. Well, in March <laughs> two thousand nine, I was extremely busy doing interviews. Our publicist had asked me if I could come up with a plan that would save General Motors. And <laughs> I'll never forget when he asked me that. That just seemed like crazy. Really? You want me, Robbie Dilmore, to come up with a plan to save General Motors? Don't you realize that my own dealership went out of business? And I, now you're going to ask me to come up with a plan to save General Motors. Well, I did what I'm talking about in this show today. I called Dad. I started praying. And 
after a while, God gave me a plan. And it made perfect sense from the Christian car guy point of view. And I wrote it down. And a little bit later, Fox and Friends saw that and they got with our publicist and they they got me on in New York uh, that same month, which we're going to play that interview a little bit later in the show. But the very morning that Rick Wagner resigned from General Motors, President Obama had a press conference scheduled that morning, and our publicist <laughs> had scheduled an interview for me right after that news conference on what I was told was a liberal news talk radio station in Chicago, which you may know is where President Obama's from, with what I was told a very liberal talk show lady host. And a lot of folks don't realize this, but I'm always nervous to talk on the radio, but even more so when I do phone interviews like our missionary just did. That's really hard to do. It's like it's really hard for you to call in, but it's so worth it when you call in today, by the way, 866-348-7884. But in this particular situation I was talking about, I felt like I was in hostile territory. And I was on hold forever because they wouldn't cut in until President Obama had finished his news conference. Then first up was going to be me, and I was terrified. So I started praying and praying, God, give me words that would make a difference because I felt like I was in hostile territory. I have no idea. And that prayer he answered in such a way. I was amazed then, and I still am today. And we will hear how God came through for me at the end of the show in our appraisal by The Real Black Book. When is it time to call Dad? That's what we're talking about today. Dad's Garage open 24 hours. When did you get that call, maybe as a dad, or when did you call your dad, or maybe you called on the Heavenly Father? We'd love to hear from you. This is a live show, so we got lots of lines open, and it's just me today, folks, so we got to get some calls. 866-348-7884. The Christian Car Guy Show is bringing the kingdom of God through an automotive platform. And, of course, our website, christiancarguy.com. There you're going to find, actually, the article I wrote, on how GM could be saved from bankruptcy, as well as the interview on Fox and Friends. You can see the TV version of it. We're going to play the audio a little bit later. But there at the website also is our Jesus Labor of Love. Free car repair for single moms, widows, families in crisis. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Karen Mulder's Wisdom of the Wounded may be coming up. All the podcasts and stuff are there at ChristianCarGuy.com. We got so much coming up. But it won't be the same unless you call with your dad story. 866-348-7884. We'll take your call right when we get back. What's in your Bible? A faded dry flower? A note? A special picture? Hi, I'm Karen Mulder with today's Caregiving Wisdom of the Wounded. Recently at a Bible study, Dory gently removed an envelope from her Bible and said, I think I finally have the courage to read this card to you. I received it seven years ago when my husband died and its words have been a treasure all these years. When a day is really rough, I read its words again. Then as tears formed in her eyes, she asked another woman to read the card's message. When someone is suffering, we often think of sending a note or a card, but then, you know, life gets busy and we procrastinate, and then it's too late. Who needs a note or card from you? That note just might become a keepsake in someone's Bible. For more caregiving wisdom, please go to my website, wisdomofthewounded.com. God bless. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. 
I recently came across 10 steps for getting rid of the blues on those days when things don't go right. Step number one is to do something nice for another person. Steps two through 10 are to repeat step one nine more times for nine more people. What happens when we do things for others is that it changes our focus. We take our eyes off of ourselves and our discouragement and put them on the needs of another person. The Bible exhorts us to consider others' needs more important than our own. We help others and we help ourselves all at the same time. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's reasons to help others on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. The world is full of sin. Sin that destroys lives and souls. If that moves you to help other people with their faith life, that's a good thing. But the love you feel for all the people who haven't surrendered their lives to Christ can create a temptation to help them overcome all their sins before they've had a personal encounter with Jesus. It's an easy mistake to make. Who wants to see someone they care about suffering under the weight of sin? But trying to fix people without Jesus won't work. And even if it did, you could never truly free someone from sin without the grace of Jesus. The Bible says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this doesn't come from you. It is the gift of God. If you really want to lift someone out of sin, introduce them to Jesus, and He'll do the heavy lifting. Go to BillyGraham.org. Click on Spiritual Growth. BillyGraham.org. Call Dan. <laughs> That's the question today on the Christian Car Guy Show. If it's broke, call Dad. Dad's Garage, open 24 hours. When did you find yourself in that situation? Maybe, as a listener just texted me, actually, said that wireless prayer is the best connection. Prayer is sort of that wireless, the best connection you got. When maybe you threw up that prayer in the crisis, God came through for you. We would love to hear Whichever father helped you out of that struggle, we want to hear from you. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And again, as we mentioned at ChristianCarGuy.com, you're going to find out all about this. Got a wonderful picture of Dad's Garage and all the people calling in. But this show would be so much better if you would, you know, maybe... He came through, you lost control of your car. Maybe he came through because you had a flat tire and he raced out there in the rain. Whatever your situation is, you could encourage lots of folks today. And maybe you were the dad. And you know what it's like to get that phone call from your child that says, wow, I trust you. You're going to be the first person to call. We need to hear from you. 866-348-7884. So as I was mentioning, the Jesus Labor Love, which is also at ChristianCarGuy.com, 
that's a ministry that we have through the Christian Car Guy. Car repair labor is just the labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. So we have sort of a network of folks across the country that have agreed that if we have a need that comes through our website at christiancarguy.com on the Jesus Labor Love, that they will help us out with that. Well, this week, we got blasted with requests. <laughs> I mean, you know, some weeks they come through one or two or three at a time, but this week it seemed like every time I looked at my email, here was some more, which is a blessing to have those opportunities to help. But it was another thing where I'm calling Dad. I'm in trouble here. <laughs> I need some help. And the most remarkable help came through. One of the ladies that I, we had previously helped had um, volunteered to help make some of the phone calls that all this requires. Because if we have somebody that needs help, we got to verify their references. we got to send out word to our prayer team. we got to call the people to see exactly what their need is. And then we sometimes call churches and we call all sorts of folks that um, – that, that may need that help. So again, what a blessing. And believe me, if you, I'm going to try to get this lady on our show um, in the next few weeks because she sounds exactly like Whoopi Goldberg. So we now have Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> working on the Jesus labor of love. And we today are talking about when did you call for help? 866-348-7884. We have David is in Spartanburg, South Carolina. He's got a call for, he's got a, a time when he called on Jesus. David, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Absolutely. Good morning. How are you, sir? I am wonderful and very excited that you called us. And tell us your story. Well, I have a couple of quick ones. I'm actually on the highway right now. I'm a hotshot courier, and I was in Atlanta about three weeks ago. And in the uh, you know, typical traffic for a big city like that, just keeping up the traffic, going about 70 miles an hour. And, and all of a sudden, I heard a, a little ticking sound, and... Now, we have vehicles that are all very well maintained, and uh, anyway, I heard, didn't know if it was the diesel next to me, but I figured out after another few seconds that I had a tire that was going flat, so being in the third lane, and like I said, just cruising the traffic, so I did my job to be safe and pulled over, and as soon as I pulled over, the tire had, at that point, gone almost completely flat, but thankfully, I said my prayers right away, I always say a prayer before I leave on a trip and uh, while I'm driving, but... So, you know, it's one of those times when, you know, you get out and start to change the tire, and whoever had put the tire on the last time when we rotated, it tightened the lug nuts too much, so I, I wasn't able at that point. So I said another prayer, and within, at most, three minutes, when I said my prayer, one of the the uh, volunteers for the different areas now come out with their, you know, the big truck, and he had his compressor, and uh, he was most gracious to, uh, you know, help me with that one, and, and I had... Another one similar to that, but just you know, things happen on the road when you're out driving in different types of weather. And so uh, I've had you know several times when I've helped people or people have helped me, but the, the prayers for me here, they're always answered anyway, and in God's way, we know. But when those are specific prayers, it is, uh, you know, definitely one that God, God shines his light and, and uh, people show up to help us. You know, that's happened to me. So many times. You said there was another one during the weather. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, that was one where I was, uh, say, during the, the winter season. I was on about a eight-hour trip, and it was uh, very, very nasty. And one of those where, you know, the job that we're in, unless the road shut down completely, we, we keep going. Of course, slow the speed down. But I was out in the um, snow plows 
south in North Carolina hadn't really been out that much, and it was it's definitely dangerous. So it's you know, driving along, and it's normally the 65 miles an hour, and I was driving about 30 miles an hour because the weather was that bad. Not many people on the road. So as I was uh, coming up over a crest, I saw a van that was literally pointing in my direction. Now he's off the side of the road in the emergency lane, but he had spun all around, slid into the the, uh, the median. And so I got a little closer, and, you know, went, I went far lane. This is a four-lane highway. I went far lane. I was almost in the emergency lane to the right. He was in the far lane to the left, just to give him enough space to uh, case that part of the road was even worse. And just as, as I was slowing down to about 20 miles an hour, a little voice in my head, the Holy Spirit told me to look up in my mirror, looked up in the rearview mirror, and there was somebody who was going, oh, they had to be going 70 miles an hour. And... Just at that point, as I, I looked in my rearview mirror and I pulled over, I couldn't move much. I was already in emergency. I maybe pulled over another six inches, and he missed my driver's mirror by just a couple of inches. Wow. Never slowed down. He was in an older Buick, whatever. But like I said, had I not had that voice, the Holy Spirit, tell me, just look in your mirror real quick, I would not have pulled over, and he would have completely plowed into me. Like I said, I was going, you know, 20 miles an hour, he's going probably 70 to 75 and so again that little voice that is so awesome pay attention and boom there there it goes and i i still was shocked after i drove down another that is a great great story thank you so much for calling in david we want to hear your story we got chuck and we actually have a a couple other calls so you call in and join them 866-348-7884 god bless you david drive safe out there thank you for your prayer have a blessed day story of a man, his home, and his family, starring Robert Young and Jane Wyatt in Father Knows Best. Father Knows Best, my three sons. Hi, remember those days when they had TV shows that represented fathers having some kind of care for their children and, and some kind of understanding in a family atmosphere. Where I kind of wonder what's happened with that. And we're talking about that today on the Christian Car Guy Show. If it's broke, call Dad. Dad's Garage, open 24 hours. We want to hear your story of perhaps when you call Dad or maybe you called on their Heavenly Father, 866-348-7884. And it's all at ChristianCarGuy.com as well. We got Chuck is in Louisville, North Carolina. Chuck, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. What have you got I, for it, us? It was about 2007, about September. Maybe it was December. I can't remember exactly. But my car was sitting out in my driveway with the window totally out of my car on the right and a lot of things wrong under the hood. And I was in the bed asleep. And I got a horrible phone call in the middle of the night. To come to Raleigh immediately, my wife was dead, they said. She had had an aneurysm. I called my dad immediately. So I was afraid to drive it. He's 77-something years old at that time. He came straight over. I had plastic on my window, and it was pouring down rain. He got right in the car, 
drove me all the way to Raleigh. It's actually Durham. And didn't complain about the window. He said, what's that knocking underneath your hood? I said, I don't know, Dad. He just drove me down there and set me up in the hotel room across from the hospital, Duke Hospital. Had my brother drive up the next day, looked under the hood, saw that it was almost totally out of oil. I don't know anything about cars. He filled it up. My dad paid for it, paid for the room for a couple of weeks. I had forgotten everything, my credit card, everything. I had my brother drive him back home the next day. And my dad's right now dying in the hospital. I just wanted to share that story. Wow. Well, I know there's lots that's of folks. That's a dad's yeah, love. Yeah, that's a dad's love. And there's lots of folks out there right now, Chuck, with me. We can join in prayer for your father um, in, as he's in the hospital. Um, and uh, is there a specific prayer that you would have them pray, Chuck? That I could have my dad a little while longer so I can repay him somehow by sharing Christ again one more time with him. So he doesn't know the Lord? No. Yeah, we can be praying for Chuck's dad. you see the Christian love he showed? Yeah, I do. I do. Check it that. was 2 o'clock in the morning. 70-something years old. Wow. In bad health. And he did it for me. Father does know best. That's awesome, Chuck. Yes. God bless you. We'll be I praying. That I hope. Yeah. <laughs> we all need to be praying. Really, let's be praying for Chuck's father, for his salvation, and for an extension of his life there for Chuck. God bless you, Chuck. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you. All right. Well, we have <laughs> we have another caller, but you might be the one that needs to call now. 866-348-7884. This other caller is my mother, and, and she said she called me. <laughs> Mom, when did you call Dad? But in this case, you called Son. Uh, yeah, I did. I called you. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but when I was in Florida in nursing school, when I was a single lady, um. I was driving that little blue gremlin, and something went wrong with it, and I took it to a a place, and they told me I had blown the engine, and I had to have it replaced, and I didn't have the money, and I was just frantic, and I think you were in town for some reason. This was in Florida, uh-huh. and you came and said, we're getting a second opinion, and we had it towed. You don't remember this? <laughs> We had it towed to to another garage (laughs) that my father had suggested, and that wasn't a blown engine. It was something fairly minor, and that's when I called my son. I didn't call you. You were in town, I guess. Oh, that was back probably when I was selling turquoise jewelry. (laughs) Yeah. It it (laughs) would would have had to have been in the 70s. Yeah. Those gremlins were good cars. I knew it couldn't be a blown engine if it was a gremlin. (laughs) But what a relief 
So you see, it isn't just dads. Sometimes you can you know, tell You can turn to your son when you get old <laughs> and don't know what you're doing with cars. Well, God bless you, Mom. Thank you for calling in with that story. I'm trying to remember. I remember the blue, wasn't it a blue gremlin you had? Yeah. I don't remember the engine. I called her Sapphire. <laughs> That's interesting because my uh, my producer's car, he, he calls Tina because um, of it's, a, I forget exactly. T- tell us, Johnny, what is it that makes it called Tina? Um, she's silver. Ah. And uh, the country Argentina is argent. The word argent is a word ah. for silver. So oh, I call yeah. her Tina. See how creative. That's just it's a very convoluted way to get there. (laughs) Wow, I love it. Well, thanks, Mom. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much. Yeah. Thank you. And when did you have to call dad? That's what the question is today at the Christian Car Guy Show. We'd love to hear from you, but we want to get into our appraisal by the real black book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure crop for discernment. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, In March 2009, I was extremely busy doing interviews. Our publicist had asked me if I could come up with a plan that would save General Motors. And that idea seemed crazy when he asked me, but upon praying about it, God did give me a plan. And it was a plan that made perfect sense from a Christian car guy point of view, and I wrote it down after God, you know, I called on God and he gave me the plan. And so I want to play that interview for you right now. Here's the plan that I outlined as I said it to Fox and Friends that day. All right, well, he knows what will save the auto industry, and it won't take any bailout money. Our next guest reveals the one thing that car companies can get out of bankruptcy. Well, when we come back, we'll explain this to you. Well, the man with a plan is here. Our next guest says he can save General Motors from bankruptcy if they would just follow his advice. And he is the Christian car guy, Robbie Dillmore. He's joining us this morning. Robbie has worked in the industry himself for over 35 years. Your dad also worked for GM as well, right? You even owned a car dealership yourself. Now, you say the plan for GM. One of the most basic things is that they need to make a $10,000 car and still make profit on it. Here's the problem. How are they going to make profit off of a $10,000 car? Well, the beauty is they have all these resources, but they, they need to think through a, never, a different kind of box. You know, they've been thinking, we need to make an expensive car because we might make more profit, and, you know, our problem is our profits. we got a profit problem. But if they think back to, like, Henry Ford thought, we got to make a car that Americans can afford and they can buy, and we got to do something about the American debt. There's a huge problem with liquidity just like in the housing market if you're a car salesman out there every day you're running up against people that are twenty thousand dollars upside down how can i put you in a car well it's interesting your theory is so much different than what john mccain just did this morning john mccain made news on fox news sunday just moments ago he came out and said that it's time for gm to go bankrupt so that it can reorganize and most importantly it can extinguish those very onerous labor contracts that some people say are the big problem can GM, as you suggest, make a $10,000 car and make a profit with those labor contracts that are so expensive still in place. What they've got to do is we've got to raise up a leader that can put everybody together. The labor's got to be involved in it. You know, the unions are a big part of it. What Henry Ford did was put people to work. All this job-cutting stuff, that's, that's not the way to get out of a depression or a recession. Is people have to work in order for that to happen. So we need to build a car that will sell across the world. 
The Koreans are doing it. They got a car. That, the reason why they're making market share and who's gaining in the market currently, it's the least expensive car. Well, if we could come underneath them with our resources, and of course, we're going to have to work with labor. We're going to have to work with government. We're going to have to do something about excise taxes and all these things to say, okay, let's all get on the same page and let's make a car that is absolutely competitive. Is and, that the car people the want? $10,000 car? Is that what people want? Wouldn't you love a beautiful car that, that seated five people that got great gas mileage? Wouldn't you love that in your payments instead of being... Well, sure, but I'd love to make $10 million a year, too. <laughs> I just, it's not but that see, easy. The, the focus is, if, if you go back again to yeah. like Henry Ford, he was trying to think, gee, I need to figure out a way to make a less expensive floorboard. He had well, the, we've got to go to a break, so in. we will pick up the end of that conversation with Fox and Friends. Talk about the result of that. And what happens when you call dad? We're going to talk about all that on the Christian Car Guy show coming up. Stay tuned. We've got so much to talk about. Time to call dad. When did you make that call? Or perhaps you or the father got, got the call, or maybe you called on the Heavenly Father. That's what we're talking about today. 866-348-7884. And if you're just tuning in, I was talking right before the break about an interview that I had done on Fox and Friends. Our publicist had come to me with this but it seemed like a crazy question. Robbie, do you have a plan to save General Motors from bankruptcy? And as I prayed through that and I asked my father for help, he gave me a really clear plan that made perfect sense to me. And the next thing I know, as you heard right before the break, I was on Fox and Friends uh, essentially having to defend that plan to people who thought I was absolutely crazy. Because what I had said was that we need to make a car that's under $10,000. And obviously, if you listen to that, which you can see the whole interview at ChristianCarGuy.com, you can see the looks on their faces, which I'll never forget when they turned to me and they said, you can't build a $10,000 car. And what I had said to them was, you know, Henry Ford, his whole thing was he wanted to build a car that his workers could afford. And so he was extremely ingenious. Like he would ask the people that built the crates on the parts that came in to build those crates to a certain specifications so that he could use them for the floorboards in the car and the wood he didn't use for that he started kingsford charcoal with i mean the man knew, knew how to save money and he built a car that his workers could pay for in three months of wages again if we looked at what happened back to, in 2009 the koreans were the ones making market share because they had the least expensive car and had the american manufacturers come with a car under ten thousand, we would be putting workers to work by the millions because we would be supplying cars for Japan and China and India where they don't have cars. Um, those are things that I thought, but the interesting thing was that all of a sudden here was this idea that I couldn't play that big. How could I, Robbie Dilmore, come up with an idea that could perhaps save General Motors? And if so, how would I defend that on national TV? 
And in and, and, and thinking through that, here's a quote from Miriam Williamson that seemed crazy when I first heard it. They, you also may have heard it in the movie Coach Carter, but here's the quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. You are playing, your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about your shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And let us let our light shine so we can unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, the thing about that quote, did you hear what it said? Our, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we've got this phenomenal ability. Well, I have to tell you that I did that interview on Fox and Friends, which is probably where I played bigger than I ever played in my entire life. And I have to tell you that as soon as I got done, I ran out of that studio. My wife was with me, and I ran into the streets of New York because I was absolutely terrified. I cried like a baby. I was in that situation where I had faced this phenomenal fear that you may face sometime when you're asked to play big. But guess what? When you do that, people see it. And one of my biggest concerns that morning was that I didn't in any way, shape, or form bring Jesus into the conversation. And I thought, here I have this national platform. I need to bring Jesus so people can find out where the real strength comes from. And as I cried, we went back to our hotel room and there was my laptop, and on that laptop was an email from a listener who had contacted his girlfriend out in California, and she had emailed me that day that said, I watched the Christian car guy on Fox and Friends, and when I looked in his eyes, I could see Jesus. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget uh, what all that felt like. So your deepest fear may not be that you're inadequate, but that you're powerful beyond measure. But there's a little more of this story I want to tell you. The very morning that Rick Wagner resigned, President Obama had a news conference that he scheduled that morning, and our publicist scheduled an interview for me right after that news conference on a very liberal talk radio station in Chicago. And I'm always nervous to talk on the radio, even more so to do a phone interview. And now I was in hostile territory. I was on hold forever because they wouldn't cut in until President Obama was finished. Then first up was going to be me, and I was terrified, so I started praying and praying, God, give me words, give me words that will make a difference. That was a prayer he answered in such a way that I am amazed and still amazed to this day. Right off, the host hit me with a question, very sarcastically, from left field, and it caught me totally off guard, especially since the president hadn't finished talking and, and, and taking down Rick Wagner. Her question was, so you're the Christian car guy. I suppose you only give car advice to Christians. I truly didn't see that coming, but even more so, the words that came immediately out of my mouth. The words that I know came from a place deep down in my heart, I would suppose, where God supplied them, and this is what I said. What I said to her that day was, I'll never forget the best phone call I ever got. It was from my son. 
he had just gotten his driver's license and he was on his way home. And he was on his way from, from work and it was raining and he was going too fast and he'd spun out and dropped off the road into a very large ditch. That phone call meant the world to me that my son trusted me enough to be the first person he called when he was in real trouble. The American auto companies have driven their companies off into a ditch and now it's time for us to call dad. <laughs> Her response was also amazing to me. She said, Amen, brother, you preach it. <laughs> she said, my father was a preacher, and he couldn't have said it any better. That left us into a conversation that was truly heavenly with what I thought was going to be this liberal talk show host it had everything to do with God. She wanted to see what God's answer was for the auto industry in 2009, which, by the way, it's very similar to God's answer for us today as, as we look into this whole debt situation. I talk about it as much as I can on the show. It's one of the reasons I was called to do this show, was to see that if we go into this tremendous amount of debt in order to buy a car, then we are tying up resources that we could be using to move the kingdom forward. And as I, the reason I drive my truck, it's, out, you know, I, it's, it's just turned about 370,000 miles. And in doing so, the Lord has provided me a platform of showing that if you take care of your car, it will last as long as you do. And those of us who are able to keep our cars longer and don't trade and tie up resources can use those resources for other things, which it would be my prayer that the automobile industry would see that if they could make cars that were affordable for everybody across the world, that they would be building and building and building and building cars like Henry Ford. What? How did Detroit get to be where it was to begin with? Henry had figured out how to make an assembly line so he could make really inexpensive cars so he could put lots of Americans to work. We have all the ingenuity that Henry Ford ever had. We have more than that because we can call on our father who will give us way better plans than you could even ever imagine. So no, whatever your situation is, whenever it's time, remember, you can call Dad. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy show today. Remember, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and find out all about these things. You can find out about the Jesus labor of love. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. And by the way, I think it's time to call dad. In fact, he's dying to talk to you. I, I think he did die so he could talk to you.